Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got re- you just got me, Daryl. Rolling it solo tonight. It's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. Hey, in this MMA thing, we have a champion, a true champion now. John Jones. John Jones knocked this guy out. I mean, there was no question about it this time. Um, John Jones is the man. You know, he did it this time. And, and um, you know, um, this guy named Daniel Cormier. And Daniel Cormier, he suffered a really tough loss. And we talk about concussions a lot on this show. We've talked about concussions in the past. But the last five blows that John Jones put in the back of this man's head, I really think may have done some damage for the rest of his life. I mean, he was sitting there, he was laying there lifeless, stuck, his head stuck in the octagon. And John Jones just pounding the back of this man's head five more times without the referee stopping it. Hey, but that's what we want to see. That's what people pay to see. They pay to see knockouts. And John Jones made it true this time. You know, it, there is there, he didn't leave it up to the referees or no one to make this decision. He did it on his own, knocked this man out. Cormier, um, uh, uh, hey, more power to you, John Jones. I really like this guy, John Jones. I've never really been a big MMA fan, but um, I, I like this guy. And, and what makes me like him is when you see his parents, I mean, when you see it, when you see a black man's parents supporting him like they support this guy, and not that, not, and I'm not, the race has nothing to do with it. When you see parents together supporting their, their kids, it means a lot. And John Jones has suffered a lot of bad press with him in the, in the drug use, not the steroid use more than it is in the cocaine use. Um, but Look like that might be behind him. Let's hope it is. Hey, we got a special guest on our show tonight, Roland Villa. Roland is giving us a, a NASCAR report from Daytona Beach, Florida. But Roland is not only a NASCAR uh, specialist, he's a racing specialist, and he's, uh, he's actually the former mayor of Holly Hill. Roland, what's going on? And that's Holly Hill, Florida, because there is one in South Carolina. I'm good, <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Hey, let's get that straight, Roland. I'm doing great. Let's, that's Holly Hill, Florida, former mayor of Holly Hill, Florida. Hey, Roland, were you able to ch- have a chance to see the fight over the weekend, the MMA fight, John Jones I, against uh, Daniel Cormier? Well, I saw the MMA fight the weekend before, um, except they were driving cars. So uh, <laughs> that was in Indianapolis, <laughs> which was quite the melee. We didn't get a chance to talk last week because you had all the Miami... Uh, uh, alumni Association on last week, but, uh, yeah. you know, so the only MMA I saw, they had four fenders, and they decided to wreck half the field there at Indianapolis. Uh, I did see on the news about the MMA fighting. I haven't totally warmed up to it. I, 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 
you know, when two guys get in the ring and they literally pound each other in the submission, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know either, Roland. I'm. 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 I'm still trying to make my mind up with the MMA. Uh, I just can't hardly stand um, the brutality of it. It's just sometimes it's just too bloody and it's too gory. It's just it's a bit. It's a bit much for me. Um, you know, I, I can't see. So I, it's it's hard for me to watch someone dislocate a finger, let alone have yeah, an eye socket dislocated. You know, so it's it's tough for me to watch. From time to I time. wonder if some fans watch it, Daryl, because they're waiting to see if someone will get maimed. Someone, you know, someone could die. And maybe sometimes when they watch racing, some people are in it to watch the wrecks. I know it's kind of hard to understand, but I guess that's part of the human nature, human psyche. Yes, and uh, you know, if we we all know people that watch racing for the wrecks. You know, we watch, we watch them for the big crash. We're waiting. Have they had the big one yet? Have they had the big one yet? You know, no, we haven't. He- that was only a three-car pileup. No, we're waiting for the eight or the 12-car pileup. So, yeah, you're, you're right, um, Roland. It's a lot of people that um, that um, um, they, they wait. They go to the races to see the, the, the gore and the blood and the wrecks and the fin, the the car parts flying in the air and into the stands and all of that. So let's but, give kudos to the racing associations for their extensive work in working with safety. In many, many ways, we've become immune to the, how violent these crashes really are. And then drivers walk away. It's pretty amazing to watch. It, it really is. And, and I have to applaud NASCAR for the work that they've done in the safety of these cars. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to see how 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 a car can flip eight times and a driver walks out of there with no with not even a scratch on him. Have you seen the new Formula One cars, the new Halo configuration that they're using that looks something like a, a roll bar where a windshield would be? Have you seen that yet? You know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Formula One. Did you see the race on Sunday when um, yeah, when um, when when my New main Garden. man? Yeah, New yeah, Garden but had, you know, t- second race in a row. That was pretty amazing. That was that was pretty amazing. But Leonard, Leonard Hamilton is such yes. a team player Lewis that he had Hamilton. third place. Lewis Hamilton, excuse me, Lewis Hamilton had third place wrapped up, had a podium spot wrapped up, but he decided to let his teammate slide into the third place, almost causing him to get fifth instead of fourth, but let his teammate slide into third place and be on the podium. Now, Roland, because I'm not a racing expert, and I consider you to be a racing expert, could you explain to the racing fans why would Leonard Hamilton, or Lewis Hamilton, in Formula One, allow his teammate to get the third place and be on the podium and him settle for the fourth? You know, the only thing I can figure out with a, with a driver that is as competitive as Lewis Hamilton that let everybody know about it last year and is discontent with his team this year, I can only conclude that he must be on some kind of an, a, a, a medication or they have a special button in the, in the pits and whenever they press it, he gets electrocuted. I, I can't figure that out. He's an aggressive, accomplished driver. 
and I, I, I don't know what the, uh, the thing is. Now, he's been complaining about the performance of his car compared to his teammate. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't have a handle on it yet, but I think after the season, we might be able to tell why that happened. Okay. I, By the I, way, I hope don't we'll... you think it's a little? I, I, let me. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna play the race card here because it's a racing show. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. You know, here's here's a gentleman where, um, you know, his he is of. African-American descent from somewhere back along his family line, but that's got nothing to do with his driving or anything else, just like Bubba Wallace that's, you know, racing in NASCAR and everything. And I don't even like it when they talk about Danica, well, she's a girl, you know, or a woman driver. A driver's a driver. When you get behind the wheel, you've got two hands, you've got a gas pedal, a brake pedal, maybe the clutch and and the shifter to deal with. And other than that, you're just a driver at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, you know, Roland, you and I both know that it takes a lot to get at the top of these sports. NASCAR, Formula One, uh, Indy cars. It takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of money, especially. And you have to go up the ranks from go-kart racing to dirt track racing and and you really you really just have to have a, a a nice nice chunk of change to be a part of this sport. So when we see Lewis Hamilton and Lewis Hamilton's dad, I think is is some famous singer from some group, and he's 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 been he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. So he's had an opportunity to have that kind of money put into the sport that he loves. And I really don't know enough about this guy. Um, I think his name is Daryl Watson, ain't it? Bubba Watson. No, Bubba Watson. Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Daryl Wallace, I think that's his name. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't really Bubba know. Daryl yeah. Bubba Wallace. I don't really know about enough about his uh, about him yet, but I have I have been following him, and um, you know, um, NASCAR you had know, a very successful what they call diversity program. They want to bring different ethnicities, different uh, uh, backgrounds into the sport, from women to you know, a mix of different people. They see themselves perhaps as a future international sport. And uh, certainly with uh, with uh, Suarez coming in from Mexico, as he did, he's been very successful. So uh, Daryl paid his dues up through some of the lower series, and it was strictly by racing because when you start out in right. the university program, they start with 30-some-odd drivers, and they give them equal opportunities to work their way into the seat. And Daryl Wallace rose above and beyond, you know, some of the, uh, some of the other drivers, all the other drivers, because he's really in that seat. Now, you hit, you hit it on the head when you talked about money in racing, because both NASCAR and Formula One are like the epitome of dollars. And um, this past weekend... There was a new winner in the Xfinity series. That's the in-between series from the trucks to the to the NASCAR Cup, and that was uh, Ryan Priest. And Ryan Priest races in the modified series. Now, some people remember the name from 2016 when he ran the series and hardly did anything in an also ran situation. So, what did he do with the sponsorship money that he had accumulated that was going to go to him this year? He saved it up and bought two rides, two 
Gibbs, uh, Gibbs Racing Rides, the number 20 car. He finished second at New Hampshire, and he won there the other day at uh, Ohio Raceway. So wow. the dollars can put you up front. You can buy that seat, and you can do that. So all this silly season stuff going on with drivers, we're watching uh, Paul Menard going from Richard Childress over to the, um, where is he going? Oh, doggone it. Um, he's going in the Woods Brothers seat, but he's bringing the Menards uh, a sponsorship with him because that's his daddy. <laughs> so yeah. There's a right. lot of that hey, Roland, hey, we got a call on the line. Hey, um, uh, Matt, we got Joe on our Hey, what's happening, um, Mr. Joe? What's going on? So, not too much, Joe. How, how about yourself? Oh, man, loving life and jonesing for football. But in the meantime, we got Roland V on the line talking about racing and NASCAR and Formula One and IndyCar, any kind of racing you want to talk about, truck racing, dirt truck racing. We talking about it all. Yeah, I'm not into the racing stuff. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? I, I, think, I think everybody at one point, you know, as you're growing up and you get your first car, I think everybody's into racing. It's just what form of racing that yeah. you're into. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get my first car until I was 31 years old. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> growing up in Brooklyn, New York. Well, you had no reason to drive a car. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so what's on your sports mind tonight, uh, Mr. Matthews? Just just listening to the program. Nothing special. Um, there's a lot of stuff, that, like you said, on the top of the show going on in the world of sports. But I don't have anything specific, specifically to ask. I know that the, um, the NFL camps are open, and uh, there's a lot of uh, activity there, and... The trading deadline for the Major League Baseball teams are lining themselves up for the playoffs and trying to get into the series. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on in sports. But like I said, I don't have anything specifically uh, to ask. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy your show tonight. Yeah, well, you're right about that, and um, you're definitely right about these football training camps opening up. Um, I just heard that Blake Borders threw so many interceptions in practice that uh, Tom Coughlin came from the front office and started taking snaps, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, so, you know, it looks like, look like the Jaguars are going to be in for another long, long season. Yep. Yeah. Because we didn't invest in any in any type of quarterback over in the off season, and, uh, and 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 it's really sad because the fans in Jacksonville deserve a little bit more than uh, than what we're putting on the field and the product that we're putting yeah, on they, the field. They are very supportive. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't ask for better fans than those uh, Jaguar fans up in Jacksonville. I tell you, it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Yep. Well, hey, Mister Mister Matthews, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Give us a call. Thank you so much. Yep. No problem. Hey, um, you have to now. You, you too. Take care. Hey, Roland. Okay. Bye-bye. Roland. See you Roland, later. We looked at Darryl, the race the, from, yeah. The Cup, series, the Cup Series early in its life was called the Grand National Series. And at Daytona International Speedway in the Grand National Garage area, 
there used to be a sign that was up there, and it says, speed costs money. How fast do you want to go? Now, that applies to racing, and it applies to the sport, and it applies to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, you've got to dip in your pocket a little bit and go out after some of these, uh, some of these players. And I'm not talking about the high-dollar premier players, but the ones that are going to make you better. How many times have we heard about young workmanship-type teams that it didn't cost a lot to get the people together, but doggone, the chemistry was so good and their coaching was sharp enough to where they became a winning team. And it didn't take, you know, having a superstar in the lineup necessarily to do it. You know, Roland, a prime example of that is Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs, coach of the Washington Redskins, won a number of Super Bowls. And when he went into NASCAR, he brought that winning attitude, that winning spirit, and he he built a winning NASCAR team, you know. And and hey, Speaking Joe Gibbs of winning, is winning. Finally, a Joe Gibbs car won a Cup race this year. Kyle Busch with his first win there at Pocono, the second Pocono race of the year, the first win in thirty six races, his longest winning streak or losing streak, I should say, was finally broken. That ended up being his thirty ninth different win that he had, and it also ended up being, uh, luckily for Toyota, their 100th win. Now, think about this company coming in. They were totally chastised when they first came in. Remember, Dodge was still in. Toyota came in in 2008, and now they have 100 wins. You know, that's an average of about 10 wins a year or one out of three races, which is pretty doggone amazing for... uh, for Toyota, and you have to give Joe Gibbs Racing of that hundred. They've got their share of wins. It's on there, but uh, history being made by Toyota. Hey, and, and and let me ask you a question, Roland. You know, Toyota is the only foreign car in NASCAR. You know, we have Chevrolet, we got Dodge, um, we got um, Ford, and we got Toyota. Now, in the world of of racing. And I'm talking about around the world. Honda is one of the most prevalent names in the sport. And I just don't understand why Honda has not been able to crack NASCAR when, when you know, a Honda sedan looks just like a, 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 a Toyota Camry or a Toyota, uh, any of those Toyotas. I just don't see why Honda's not in racing in NASCAR. Can you tell I us? made a prediction several years back when they were going from a carbureted motor to a fuel-injected motor, which is what they do now with the electronic ignition. And I thought that that was going to be the door opener for Honda to come into the sport because that's something that they've mastered both in IndyCar and, and other forms of racing. And if I, an educated guess would say that if another car manufacturer was to come in, it would have to be Honda. Here's what's preventing it. You've got right now with Ford, Chevrolet, and um, Toyota, you've got those full factory-backed teams. And as far as the NASCAR, the Premier Series goes, you've only got 40 teams on any given race day. And some of them are under what they call charter contracts now. In other words, some of the owners are protected and they're 
their sponsors are protected to be able to get into the race and to be able to race. There's very few independents. So it would be a monumental and very expensive proposition to bring another car make in there. As a matter of fact, in the preseason, Dodge had some rumblings. All the Chrysler people were here in, uh, in, in Florida, and they were just so kind of taken away with the NASCAR uh, hubbub that the rumor got out again that maybe they were going to entertain them. But they've just recently announced they're not going to do it. Um, wow. Let's say, you know, even Chevy and Ford, they don't entertain themselves in the upper series of, um, of Formula One. It's just too much money to compete to get into that. Now, I, I'm yeah. of the old school where, you know, race on Sunday, sell on Monday. <laughs> I like that idea. And I like that they've got the cars looking closer to the, to the real deal. But um, it's going to be tough to see a new uh, racer come in. Kyle Busch won his race. Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski. Um, you're looking at the top five there in the recent race. The racing was pretty good there. And um, I, I tell you what, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., in his last year, finishing 12th again, so many people went in to just win one more and get into the playoffs. What do you think, Daryl? Do you think that Dale Earnhardt Jr. can focus enough to get that uh, Rick Hendry car into victory lane? Well, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd put the house on Dale Earnhardt making the playoffs. And I, I, you know, I just, he's already announced that he's retiring at the end of this year. He won't be a full-time driver anymore. But you can best believe that he'll be in the playoffs if they have to make a special assignment for him to be in the playoffs. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be in the playoffs this year. He's just, a, he's a money drawer. It's almost like Tom Brady um, playing for the Patriots, but, he, but he's, he's not on the field. You know, come on, that's just not going to work. You know, if he if he's if he's available, some kind of way, hook or crook, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be in the in the uh, in the playoffs, and he'll be. And don't be surprised if he wins it all. And I feel that way because, and I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I, can hear the conspiracy. I, I, I feel the that way because now. there is a little bit of conspiracy. In this NASCAR, <laughs> now we know this. Now we've seen it in the past. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, man! I'll tell you, um, I, I can't remember who won. Um, well, uh, oh what, man! Probably President Trump should hire the if should hire the PR firm of NASCAR. If you think that there's that many conspiracies, uh, Washington could use. <laughs> He, he wouldn't last. He wouldn't last. <laughs> hey, um, and, um, hey, 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 uh, Roland, we got a we got a call on the line. Hey, Vince, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Mister D, what's happening, Mister Oliver? Man, loving this good climate down here. Uh, I mean, how's the weather down there in South Florida? I heard it's been raining a lot. We had a little rain on and off, but it it it, it, it it's uh, very well. And All right. Let me ask you a question. Are the Miami Hurricane practicing today? Do they have a chance to practice or when the weather was too bad? Because, you know, a hurricane like to practice in bad weather. It don't matter. Yeah, they need to because they're terrible. This is a change. You know how I am. This is cool. 
Yeah, I, 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 we're doing very well, um, 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 James. We're doing very well. And, and Mr. Williams, I just want you to know that I looked at the Notre Dame schedule today, and I don't think y'all yes. going to win a game. I don't think y'all going to win a game. They'll be And I'm going to tell you something right now, man. Notre Dame is coming to Miami to the Hard Rock Stadium. And it's going down. It's going down. It's going down. I'm letting you know, Jane. Hey, Jane, we got Roland B on the line. And Roland is a racing expert. NASCAR, drag, racing, Formula One. Any questions for Roland, our, our special guest tonight? My question for him would be, Vince, do you have a favorite driver in NASCAR? I go way back. I used to like um, Al Unser and all those type of guys. Mario and oh, okay. back in those Al days. Unser, Al Unser Jr. did race NASCAR, but he was primarily an uh, IndyCar for Indianapolis and uh, that series. But Al Unser, of course, there's Al Unser Sr. who has won four Indy 500s, and he's uh, quite he matter of fact he he helps all the young drivers in the IndyCar series at all the different racetracks. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going way back in there. I used to just like watching them. I like speed. Yeah, I, I was a big uh, AJ Foyt fan when I was growing up. Yeah. Aha. Here you go. Yeah, that, that was that was that was. I liked AJ Foyt. Man, his name sounds like racing. You know what I mean. Well, hey, 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 Roman, what does AJ stand for? Huh? Oh, gee whiz. I, it stands for a fast racer. Whoever dares to I don't know. This is old phone here, but I'm trying to hear hey. you. You're talking loud as usual. Right, and uh, AJ stands for Anthony Joseph Foyt. Yes, sir. For those that's need Anthony Joseph Foyt is AJ Foyt. Yeah, I was a big fan for? of his growing up. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Joseph. Joseph. You're right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's it. A- Anthony Joseph Foyt. Yep. He's hey, well, um, years hey, I'm James, now. man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Give us a call. Okay, I got to the and I'll hit you up before, and then um, we'll talk. You know, we'll get it on together. Y'all Please do. Be safe out there. Huh? All right, you too. Y'all stay dry down there in South Florida, man. Y'all, we'll try, hey, man. Um, I appreciate it, Jay. Hey, um, I'm rolling. Um, I had an opportunity to work in the um, Miami Grand Prix for about three years while oh. I was in Miami, and um, yeah, while I, I I actually worked in the pits. I worked for a camera crew, crew called a World Sports Enterprise, and. Um, I held up an antenna and pointed it at the truck while we were in the pits during the race. And so right. I, and then we had to do the, the pre-race where we had a chance to get everybody's headshots and have a little interview with them for television. And, uh, and I had a chance to meet A.J. Foyt, man. And I'm telling you, my, you know, some of those things that you, some people you see on TV growing up all your life and you never in your wildest dreams thought you would have had a chance to meet them. I actually had a chance to meet AJ Foyt and um, and wow. talk to him and shook his hand and yeah and during that time during those during those race weeks I had lunch with Ken Squire every day and I oh, thought really? that was like the coolest coolest thing in the world man and this guy he has a racing voice like no one else Earth. he's exactly the way he is on camera 
Yes, he is, man. Yes, he is. I mean, he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. And you know what? Dragging around that camera, I bet you felt like three a days with the uh, hurricanes. <laughs> I was in pretty good job. shape back then, Roland. You know, I was, I was in pretty good shape back then. So, it was, you know, I, I really enjoyed that job, too. And they actually offered me a, an opportunity to go on the road with them and, uh, and film golf events, uh, racing and golf. But uh, I, I, um, I turned it down, and um, I think about that from yeah. time to time and, in my life. And to tell you, let me tell you a real quick story about uh, about meeting drivers and people. Um, the Dodge had decided to come into racing. This is kind of a segue from a lot of we've been talking about. Ray Abraham brought Dodge into racing, and the, one of the first racers that uh, raced for him was Casey Kane, which, by the way, won last weekend his first win in uh, well over a hundred races. He won in Indianapolis, and. Uh, he had brought, they had brought the cars to Daytona for some testing. And so I was there with my camera crew for my former racing show. And uh, we were traipsing around the infield. And I went over to, uh, to uh, have an interview with Ray Everham. And a lot of people were around. And uh, I noticed this man that was kind of standing on the, on the uh, outside. And then he walked up into the crew and it like the sea parted and everybody got real silent. And this man went into the center and shook Ray's hand and says, Hey, you know, he says, Oh, I've, I've seen you race before and, and everything. But, um, the guy was astounded. He says, you're kidding me. You've seen me race. You know, this is Ray Abraham and Casey Kane. And then he decided to leave. Now, meanwhile, this blonde haired lady, a nice looking lady, it turns out was the man's daughter was standing in the periphery. Well, I instantly noticed who it was. So I went up to her and I said, once he gets out of um, over there, he says, do you think that I could interview him a little bit about his racing here at Daytona? And she says, oh, yeah, she'll talk about racing, but try to keep the subject to racing. And I said, well, okay. And so out of this crowd comes this guy and everybody's turning their heads. He walks across the garage space there and he comes up to me for an interview because the blonde haired lady brought him up and I stood there and I interviewed Paul Newman. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I we just wow. talked about racing, you know, and talked about <laughs> Daytona and what was going on. I asked some kind of a stupid question like you know, how's it feel to be racing at Daytona? He says, Well, you know, it, it feels good to be racing anywhere, but if it feels good to be, you know, this side of the grass. He was funny. He was really good. Yeah, that's and cool. And he stood there and that's gave me cool. a really good interview. And yeah. I have it on film. It's not just a radio interview. So that's that was a lot talking. of fun. I stood there with his shocking blue eyes, and I was melting. <laughs> was hey, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break, Roland. When we get back, we're going to talk some more Paul Newman. And was that before the salad dressing? Or after the salad dressing. We'll be back, guys, with more Sports Info on the Voice America Radio right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're elk-bound and down this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Joining us is Randy Newberg, host of Loopholds Fresh Tracks with Randy Newberg, Steve Nessel, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager, Christy Titus, guest host on RMEF Team Elk, and David Allen, the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info. You know, I tell you, when I moved to where I live at now, it's about maybe about 30 minutes from the Daytona International Speedway. And I decided that I was going to put going to the Daytona 500 um, on my bucket list of things I wanted to do. And I've gone to NASCAR and gone to, gone to NASCAR events in Daytona about maybe six or seven times since I've lived here. And one of the things that really was a shock for me when I got to NASCAR was I expected to see a rebel flag on everybody's hat. And I expected to see a lot. I expected to almost feel a, a lot of negative energy from people that didn't look like me or, or just, I, I just had this fe- expectations and they were all drowned in joy and just jubilation from the crowd. And I mean, people offer me drinks and talking to me and chit chatting with me and, I just really felt good. I didn't. I've never felt uh, a feeling of of discomfort or uncomfortableness at a NASCAR event at one time. I have never felt that way, and I can't say that uh, for some football games I've been to. And Roland, I, I, I'm just saying that because I'm putting it out there. Well, I, you know, did it have anything to do with the Hurricanes? Uh, jersey that you were wearing with your name on the back <laughs> and the number. <laughs> oh, you said that's why they were oh. nice to me. You know, you did. You said if I had a Black Panther shirt on with a do rag on, it might have been a little different. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh hey, hey brother, we got we got Scott on the line. Scott, what's happening? Uh, I like listening to all this NASCAR talk too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Roland, I, I'm a, a junior fan, but uh, I, I'm not on the same boat as uh, Daryl here with, with uh, the outcome of this year. I I, I think uh, uh, Junior is about like all the. Uh, other older drivers, uh, it's about time for them to move along. Uh, I went to the Talladega race. There is a changing race, of uh, the guard, isn't uh, there, Scott? Yes. There's a major and, changing uh, of the guard. I, that was the first time I uh, went to a uh, Talladega race. I, I, like Darrell, that was always on my bucket list. But uh, I tell you, uh, all these new drivers that they got, uh, there, there's too much competition out there. And if you're not winning quite frequently, it's time for you to move on. I mean, uh, just like you, you said, uh, uh, some of these older ones that, that, you know, they go 100 races without winning, well, you, sooner or later, uh, you're going to be finding a new ride if you ain't winning. Yeah, I mean, look at look right now, Casey Kane, he just won the Indy race, one of the biggest races on the circuit, and he's not sure about his ride next year. Matt Kenseth, two-time cup champion, he doesn't know if he's going to have a ride next year after he leaves the number 20 car this year. Uh, and, of course, one of the uh, moments of a conversation is has to do with, um, what's her face, uh, Danica Patrick. <laughs> she uh, finished 15th, but you can't average a 24th place finish every week and expect to keep the sponsor money. There's just not enough eyes on you going around that track. Hey, Daryl, I got yeah. For Scott and Daryl, here's a question. Do you think that NASCAR broadcasting does a good enough job with the backmarker cars, uh, talking about them and maybe getting the picture of the car so that their sponsorship can show up? Do you think maybe that they should perhaps highlight some of those backmarkers more so that it could help with their sponsorships? What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I think it would. Uh, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, smaller sponsors uh, out there. It's like uh, I work for Georgia Pacific, and uh, they sponsored a car. Uh, and then for a while there, they had the Brony labels on on, the, on some of the cars. Uh, but like you say, if, you, if you're not winning and you're not uh, uh, glowing, you're not going to uh, be a main sponsor for for long. Uh, you're going to have to uh, step aside and step to a smaller uh Smaller uh, sticker there on the cars. Daryl, what do you think? Uh, do you have to, you know, they put a lot of money on those back markers. Yeah, I, I I really think that some networks do racing a lot better than others. I, in my opinion, Fox does a does the best job with racing. In my opinion, NBC it's, it has a lot to be desired for, and. Um, and, and every once in a while, um, ESPN has a racing arm, but I'm, I'm much more of a fan of Fox. And I think with Fox, you get a view from all of the cars, the ones that are in the back, the ones that are in the front. But we all know that racing is, is geared toward like all sports. They're going to target their stars. And when we start talking about Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. and Jimmy Johnson and, 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 um, and, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., those kind of guys are going to always get the get the pub and the press 
Kurt Busch, he's another one that gets a lot of uh, pub. And we know why Danica gets the pub in the press, because she's the only lady in the field. So I, 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 you're right. If you're winning, you're going to get your name in the paper. And if you're losing, you might get your name. You might get your picture in the back of that guy that won, if you're lucky. You know, so you got to be winning to get your to, to get the sponsors and, and, and to get up there at the top. And then that's who the has the best running cars most. cost somewhere for the be the major sponsor on the fenders is between fifteen and twenty million dollars a year. That's what it costs to do that, and that's the reason why you're seeing some of the major upfront cars having different sponsors from week to week. One group will do it for you know six races, another one for ten, and do it that way. Again, high dollars in sports. Speed costs money. How fast do you want to go? <laughs> I tell you Sorry. what, uh, I, with uh, Earnhardt Jr., though, uh, you know, I know that he's uh, uh, kind of leaving on his own terms. I, one time I was up in Charlotte, and I stopped at a Chick-fil-A, and uh, who did I see in there? Rick Hendricks. And I actually sat down and, and had a conversation with him and told him, you know, it was back when he first picked up uh, Junior, and I thanked him for picking up Junior, and he was explaining to me how him and uh, – Earnhardt Sr. was such good friends, and he told me straight out, he said, I'm going to give Junior everything he can to become a champion, uh, just like his dad wanted him to be. But, you know, that's why I, Junior can be in, I mean, he don't have to give it up, but Junior's doing it on his own. Rick Hendricks has nothing to do with that, I'm most certain. Because one thing for, for sure, you know, being the most popular driver, uh, you ain't gonna lose your sponsorship, or, or somebody's there else is there to pick you up. Somebody like Junior, you know, just like Jeff Gordon, he'd be the same way. So one thing I do know, I mean, I, I feel uh, that Junior's leaving on his own. Well, if the truth That's be known, a, a one of the thing things that I suspect, one of the things that I suspect, Scott and Daryl, is that Dar- uh, Dale Junior really got his bell rung last year and uh, had to take the races off and there's nobody that knows more about tragedy and the small wrecks that can hurt you as bad as the big wrecks because of his daddy and it's totally possible that this year getting back into racing he was not able to buy racing insurance which means that should he be harmed where he can't race anymore or god forbid that he should go to the big track in the sky I don't think an insurance company was going to actually uh, back him up. And that's of major concern. It makes you think twice. It makes you think three and four times about whether it's worth it or not. It's like a quarterback with a helmet there, Daryl, you know, getting out there. And if you're told one more hard hit and that's it, well, it's time to hang up the spikes. It's time to go do and, something else. So, And we, I think and we quickly forget about it on our own terms. What? We quickly forget about his concussion in 2002. You know, he had a concussion in 2002 that had that helped that kept him out a lot of the season and in that year. So this is not the first time he's dealt with uh, with concussions, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now let me ask you a question though. You know, um, uh, Scott, you were just talking about the owner and the owner telling you that he was going to give Earnhardt everything he would ever need to be a champion. And I'm going to ask both of you guys this question: in your in your minds. Do you think Earnhardt maximized his opportunities to win championships? Do you do you think he won as many championships as he should have won or could have won? 
Well, I, I think that he, he, you know, sometimes you can over push it. You can uh, try so hard in, in in NASCAR with the speeds that they run, anything can happen. I think there's a lot of that that happened. You know, he was always uh, pushing himself, and and you know, he'd end up wrecking this or wrecking that, and I mean that happens in NASCAR. It does, and um, did he give everything that he had? Was he the driver that his daddy was? Well, I think he could see air on the uh, restrictor plate tracks like his dad did, and he certainly had, I would call, a handicap. Being the sport's most popular driver, he was under a microscope everywhere he went and every lap he ran, and that's tremendous pressure for anybody yes, it is. in any sport. When you have that magnifying glass on you, it's it's tough to do. And then for the owner to say, I've given you the very best, but you only have 26 wins in your career. You only have 14 poles. Well, you know, that's a lot compared to many drivers, but it's not everything that uh, his fans wish he could do. That's right. Of course, you know, is this the Chicago Cubs syndrome? where everybody says there's always next year and you really push for the underdog. And Dale Jr., despite his popularity, was very much an underdog a lot of times. And yes. he had the sentiment of his father's death, which really uh, you know, kind of weighed heavy on him. I think he's getting out at a good time. I think he'll be, he's going to be doing other sports, Daryl. He's going to be able to uh, call some other games and, and uh, be around racing and his popularity will set him up for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, exactly. oh, oh, oh come on, Roland. you got to be kidding. You think his popularity <laughs> set him up for the rest of his Dale Earnhardt Sr. set him up for the rest of his life. Come on. You know, we sell more cups of Dale Earnhardt Jr. than we do of Martin Truex every race. This is true, <laughs> but he still had to earn it by getting out there on the track you mean Dale Earnhardt Sr.? You had to do that. You mean Dale Earnhardt Sr.? No, Junior. <laughs> Dale I'm just giving one thing. No, for sure, Dale Earnhardt's uh, uh, Sr.'s uh, wife. I don't know where she disappeared to, but man, she vanished. Uh, she did, but she didn't. She's still in control of Junior Motorsports. She just won a major. Uh, lawsuit that has to do with uh, some licensing and some other things that are involved with the sport. So, uh, you know, you may even see Junior go back over to Junior Motorsports and work on that side of the program. I know he's going to race a couple Xfinity races next year, which surprises me because the wife said no to him running in the uh, the Daytona race, the Bush Clash. She says no way. In any way, at any time, for any reason, you're married, and I say no. <laughs> so he won't right, be and before running we in get that, out of here, he earned the pole. Before we get out of here, I want to give. Up, I'm going to um, try to drum up a little, little dirt on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Before we go, how about Dale Earnhardt Jr. This story when he was dating that University of Auburn or University of Alabama grad assistant's um, wife. Or fiance, and that turned out to be Daryl Earnhardt's wife. Do you remember really? that, Scott? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and fill us in a little bit on, on the little details I may have missed out on. <laughs> Daryl, I know I've enjoyed this racing 
part of your segment show. I know we missed a few times and being on there, and I'm glad you gave racing so much time. It's important because right now <clears throat> we have now finished. Uh, we're better than halfway through the season since Daytona, and uh, we finished 21 of the 36 races. There's only five races to go to the playoffs, and then we start the 10 races, which is three, 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 and then just the one where uh, the four guys uh, race at Miami and winner takes all. Next week we have uh, the race is called I Love New York 355, and that's at Watkins Glen. It's a road course. It's coming up this Sunday. And uh, so we're getting down to getting down to figure out how this is going to work as far as the, uh, the playoff system with these segments. I haven't warmed up to those yet. But we'll see how the racing goes. Every week we get a new winner so that we're filling up those uh, playoff uh, earned playoff spots. I appreciate you letting me on this week. Scott, it was hey, good Roland. talking with you too, sir. Good talking to you too, Roland. Roland, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night, man, on the, on the Voice America Radio Sports Info. I know I can usually sneak in for 10 minutes or so and give an update, but to have this much time, uh, you did racing good tonight, Daryl. I appreciate it very, very much. Hey, thanks, bro. We appreciate you. Hey, uh, I'm going to hop off the line, and thanks to uh, Racing America. You, I appreciate it. See, I said hey, you Racing got it. America. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got Take it, bro. Care. That's Voice America, and we thank you so much. Hey, um, um, Matt, we got uh, Red on the line? Yes, sir. Well, thanks, Daryl. Thanks for having me. What's happening? Hey, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we got we got Scott on the line. We want to talk a little bit of football before we get out of here. You know, the, the preseason just started today. I saw a little bit of Tampa Bay Buccaneers on 11 on 11 on the NFL Network. Um, they look real good. Jameson, James Winston looked really good. I only saw a couple of plays of him, but he looked good, man. He looked like... He, it looked like he had serious control and command of that team and that offense. He's going to have a great yeah. season this year. I really think he is. My, my concern for Tampa Bay is the same concern I've had for the last three years. Doug Martin is just not enough at running back for the Buc- for the Buccaneers. He's not. He just, he just he's not. Uh, put it out there. Uh, what was it? I think that was Sunday morning. That he's not guaranteed the starting job. He's going to miss the first three games. So yeah, um, and he, yeah. these young guys that are coming into camp and whatnot, they they uh especially Queasy Rogers, man, he uh he uh he 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 put up more yards than Doug Martin last year. So, you know. He was the leading well, runner last year. I tell you what, they got a quarterback because I think Winston's going to, uh, you know, he's going to have some years. Uh, he, he's that he's that good. He's going to be, you know, their franchise quarterback. And uh, so they they need to go ahead and uh, build something right now. Yeah. I really do believe they're in the midst of doing that, man. They got a lot of weapons out there, man. A lot of weaponry. A lot of weapons. They got a lot of weapons. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure they have a lot of weapons, but we all know you gotta have a serious running attack in this NFL. You know, even even in, in, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heydays, Ward Dunn was was a workhorse, man. I mean, he he was no yes, joke was. as a running back. Right. You know, he, he was an every down running back. I mean, and they shared the load. Him and All Star, they, they shared him the and All Star shared the load. But they were yeah, they were I mean, almost a run first team back then. You know, yeah, so we, be, we really you know, we gotta be uh. Gotta be efficient, man. It really doesn't matter yeah. who starts, man. You gotta have a second running back, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come you on. Gotta have you a got second runner. You got to. Gotta have a second you know, runner. We're looking at Minnesota, man. They got a pretty good tandem there, man. Uh, Latavius Murray and uh, Old Boy just got drafted from Florida State. Hey, that's yeah. a pretty good uh, running back tandem, man. Sam Badford, uh, uh, the light, his light will get uh, uh, his load will get lighter, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, and then we, how about how, how about how about the tandem the that they got in New Orleans? You know, yeah. Adrian yeah. Peterson, yeah, and and the yeah. other Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, yeah, well, you talking about our division rivals right now, man? I really can't. Uh, yeah, well, okay. I'm just know, saying they got some good running backs, man. On. You know, uh, I'm, now, I'm now, now we got to think. On the same. Falcons at, at or the Falcons, you know. Drew Brees is going down. Man, when they come to Denver County, huh? Yeah. What was that, Red? What would I say? All those guys going to get it. I'm not here to shine any light on the Falcons, Saints, or the uh, 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 Carolina <laughs> Falcons, Panthers. Hey, they said they said McCarthy. What's his kid name? The running back with the Panthers. Uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Say so he's unstoppable. Yeah, he's going to be a tough stick, man. Yeah. He's going to be a tough stick. Say so he he's is unstoppable in camp. Yeah, he, he's yeah, a slot receiver playing play, play running back. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah he's, I mean, he got the height that the prototypical wide receiver uh, is today, you know what I mean? But uh, he's going to be a tough stick, man, at the backfield, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he really he will, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll yeah, that, that kid, he, he's all around. I mean, coming out of the backfield, you know, it's always uh, like if you take go back and look at Emmett Smith when he was at Dallas, how much he did out of the backfield. Yeah. He came out, I mean, yeah. little screen passes. Uh, the, uh, you have a, a little back like that, that'll always help. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he reminds me of a little bit of Emmett Smith, too, McCaffrey. He, he reminds yeah. me of Emmett Smith a little bit. And, and you know he's going to put a little bit of weight on between now and next season. This kid is going to be something real special, man. I really think he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he will be. He will be. Yeah. And, and, then, and now, on the other spectrum, the Jacksonville Jaguars say they want to get rid of Jake, uh, Blake Bortles already. He threw yeah. like six interceptions in, in practice the other day. In practice, they, yeah, I think it was five. In but practice. Who's counting? I, but okay. who's counting? Five, six, eight. <laughs> <what's the difference? laughs> Yeah, when your star quarterback throw five interceptions in one practice, man, that's like you, you got to take notice of that. You really have to take notice of that. And you can best yeah. believe that one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, and I, when I'm talking about, I might put him in the top twenty. Tom Coughlin is um, is taking notice of that, and he calling people off the street right now. They can't call Colin Kaepernick to Jacksonville, but he's calling some Why other not? quarterbacks. Why not? Now. Why not? Because we got more trucks in Jacksonville than cars. We can't call Colin Kaepernick to Jacksonville. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's why, that's why we can't call him. But, but, I'm a, but you can best believe, you can best believe that Tom Coughlin is on the phone right now trying to arrange some kind of quarterback some kind of quarterback, and it might be Robert. Now, Robert might come here. They might let Not Robert, Robert. Can come here. Robert Not can come Robert. here. Robert can come here. What up, yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple yeah, out man. there on the market Boy, available. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Robert, hey, Robert is available. You know who Robert is, don't you, Scott? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Who, he's available. Who, who else is available, Scott, at quarterback? Kaepernick. He, he, he's he's available. Kaepernick can't come to Jacksonville, Scott. Now, come on. Now, there's some people just can't come to Jacksonville. Kaepernick might Kaepernick. go to Baltimore. Kaepernick might go to Baltimore. Yes, he can go Baltimore. to Baltimore. Kaepernick might go to Baltimore. They, they, he can they go to Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. They put it on yeah, the he field might, right now. He, I mean, now the time he to might even be a backup right in Arizona. But he Jim definitely can't come to Jackson. Yep. Hey, guys. Yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, from Jacksonville. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, well, thanks for having me, man. I'll be here next hey. week. Don't be a stranger. We're here every week. Hey, Scott, thank you so much, man, yeah. for calling, talking race no. and, and football and everything. Oh, we yeah. appreciate you. Yep. Thanks. Oh, Don't yeah. be a stranger. Hey, let's get ready for that for that football season, too, man. I'll be talking to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Sports Info UM. There's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. We talked about some of the issues that were happening in this world. But before I go, I just want to say this. Um, you know, Allen Iverson missed the um, game on Saturday night with a big three. He's a player coach in this league. You know, AI, man, come on, man. You know, it's time for you to step up, man. Step up or step off. And I know that I know this big three, they're going to give him every opportunity to – to do the right thing, every opportunity to make this make this team and make this league success. But this league already is bigger than Allen Iverson because they have viewers and they have a lot of fans. Um, they have a lot of support from big companies, and they're just not going to allow somebody, anybody, to bring it down. When you start getting these big companies involved, they don't just they don't just uh, step to the side and let a thug run something or let somebody that that's not beneficial for the company be a part of the company. So, Hey, AI, get it together. And one more thing. Let's, let's, um, you know, um, I was, um, I was talking about John Jones earlier and I'll say it again. Congratulations, John Jones. I think you're the best MMA fighter I ever seen. Your elbows are more more vicious than your punches. Hey, guys, we'll be back next week with more sports info on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then.